Welcome to the Cherry Chats podcast. I'm your host, Cherry XO, the crazy American girl that moved to London all by herself and wants to be a burlesque showgirl. I'm at the beginning of what's sure to be an incredible fucking adventure. I hope you'll come along with me to experience all the glitter and feathers, tits and ass, and trials and errors that are sure to happen along the way. This podcast will show you a peek into my reality, where I can share some dirty little secrets and proof that life isn't all glitz and glam. I do hope the personal stories and vulnerable confessions I have to share will shine a light on my perspective, my mantra, if you will, that if you can fake it till you make it, you can actually make it pretty damn far. (laughs) And if nothing else, we can just laugh about all the ridiculous shit I get myself into. (laughs) Winky face emoji that's blowing a kiss. All right, this is episode two, and hopefully it sounds a lot more like an actual podcast this one so before we get started with my interview with myself I do want to do a little shout out so music is really really big in my life not only does it set the tone for my morning put me in a way better mood so I take the playlists and the songs that I listen to quite seriously and it's one of my favorite things to have an amazing song that just gets stuck in your head and makes you feel like a bad bitch all day So I just want to showcase two songs that are going on my bad bitch playlist every episode. And so the first two are gonna be Gorgeous Gorgeous Girls. And it's by Lily Is That You. Like that's the name. It's it's all one word. Lily Is That You. And the second one is called I Like Cars. Like Cars Like Vroom Vroom. And it's by Caroline Cole. And it just really fits my life so perfectly right now. I... So yeah, if you want to follow me on Spotify, I'm pretty sure I'm just Cherry XO because I do this. I love making playlists and they gave me just the best vibes. So if you're into that too, you can go ahead and check it out or just check out these two songs and add them to your own playlists. Either way, all the good vibes all around. All right, next we're going into the actual interview part where I interview myself as if I was... Uh, guest on my own show. All right. So getting straight into the first question, which also happens to be the hardest question. What is my definition of burlesque? So <laughs> burlesque is a very broad term. I think it applies to a lot of different mediums, but I guess specifically when you think of burlesque, you think of the glitz and glam, the feather fans, you think of the strip tees, like taking off articles of clothing. You probably also think of like cabaret and like vaudeville styles because that's kind of where it originated from as well as like strippers. So it's all a big old mesh of beautiful sparkly tits. (laughs) So I did say cabaret because it does include aerial. It does include circus. It does include magic or miming or clowning or drag as well. Like all of those aspects are not like under the burlesque umbrella, but they're all burlesque adjacent. It's a beautiful art form that's usually quite glamorous and fun. It's hilarious a lot of the time as well because the striptease aspect 
and I want it to be my whole life. So yeah, there's that. (laughs) Okay. How did I get started with burlesque? Okay. So let's see my very first interaction with burlesque. Thank goodness was not the movie. I did know of Dita Von and was enamored by her before I saw the movie. But then seeing the movie, I was like, shit, this is good. I gotta figure out more of what the heck this is about. Because it's not like readily available everywhere, which is a bummer because it really should be literally everywhere. So I knew about Dita, have always been interested in the fashion and the glam and the flair and I've been performing my entire life. So I kind of just naturally was already interested in it. So I looked it up in my little town where I'm from and then I went to a show. It was by a little burlesque troupe called the Beehive Broads Burlesque in like half of this bar it wasn't even in the whole bar because and and I'll get into that later there's like laws about drinking alcohol and taking your clothes off that are just nuts so it was in half of this bar like it had a little like a sheet running through half of it so you could only see the show if you're on one side of the sheet and then you could be in the bar on the other side oh boy anyway I loved it so much and after the show I went up to MC and her name was Delta Ray Dixon. Still really love her. And was like, oh my gosh, how how do I do this? <laughs> how can I do this? What can I help with? And so I asked to be a kitten. And a kitten is like a stagehand that sort of helps around backstage. They pick up all of the articles of clothing. They're just there for whatever the performers needs, basically. And I was like, yes, get me into that dressing room. I want to talk with all of these gorgeous, beautiful like ladies. I, and I want to be there. So I kittened one show. Again, totally loved it. Fell in love with everyone. And was like, I I want to do this. I need, I need to do this. So after I kittened the show, I auditioned to be in the next show, which was the Halloween show. And I only had two weeks <laughs> uh, to come up with an act and record it and send it in so that it could be my audition for the show. So I literally just found a really cute song. I'm pretty sure it was Kill of the Night by Jin Wigmore. Her last name's kind of weird. But it's a really good song. A little bit spooky, a little bit sexy. And I just used black lingerie, black stockings, black gloves... (laughs) a black like silk slip, some velvet pumps. Oh, I did buy, (laughs) I bought a lacy veil and like I put the veil over my face like I was a widow and I was, you know, just being all spooky. And then I also had some fake blood because that one of the reveals at the end is like, oh, she's a widow, but she actually ate her husband. So I don't know. (laughs) I was just trying to be spooky. So I had like fake blood in it as well. I was really proud of this performance. So maybe I'll post it on my YouTube or something. Because it was the most exhilarating, amazing, perfect, fun, everything that I'd ever had. Like I remember getting off the stage and just being like, I am naked and I've never been more happy in my life. I mean, obviously I wasn't naked because, again, Utah laws, (laughs) you're not allowed to be. 
I had a bra and panties on still. But I was like, this is it. Mm, I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. From then on, I knew I really wanted to do burlesque. So I immediately started thinking about my next act. What else could I do? I was just bursting with a million amazing ideas. And I think it was the championship? No. There was a competition. There was a competition where you send in uh, like just a video of your act of me just performing it in my living room. And um, I was entered into the Burley Picks. So it was the Burley Picks Solid Gold um, challenge or competition. And then along with that, I ended up finding the Golden Legends Championship Challenge. And I entered into that as well because that ended up, that was the perfect way for me to start burlesque, honestly. So basically the Golden Legends Championship Challenge is like a mentor-protege sort of uh, creation. So the protege, the predators, get a are, pick, are, are paired with a mentor. And the mentor is already in burlesque, has been doing this a long time. So it's basically where you get to pick their brains and come up with a brand new burlesque act. So these two competitions were held by like the same people. So they were going to be both held in Utah, which was really lucky because I happened to already live in Utah and did not have any money to travel. So it was in Utah where I lived and they were both on the same night. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do both of these competitions. And so I had until August to not only come up with a brand new act for the Golden Legends Championship Challenge, but little did anybody know the other act I never had actually gotten to perform. So they were both, they were both brand new basically. And it was COVID. So nobody was performing anywhere. I was just practicing in my living room the whole time. Oh my gosh. Talk about being an insane person. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that competition was in August and I ended up doing super, super well. Oh my gosh. Again, the best feeling of my whole entire life was just performing. So in Burley Pick Solid Gold, I actually got um, a perfect score from the judges, which was just insane. And I did upload that video to my YouTube. So that video is on YouTube if you want to see it. I'm just such a little baby doing my second ever burlesque performance (laughs) was this big like national (laughs) competition oh yeah and then I the oh it was even better than the perfect score was I got two favorite in show trophies from the legends that were there so I have a favorite in show trophy from Madam E and Tiffany Carter and those will be, I will remember those forever. That, mm, such a good, such a good time. And then with the Golden Legends Championship Challenge, my mentor was Vivi Noir, who is still working in burlesque today, still just being fabulous. I think she lives in New Orleans at the time. So big shout out to her for 
giving me like pages and pages of notes and such such good advice so I ended up getting second runner up in that one um along with a golden smile and a golden maze award so (laughs) my second my first performance was like a little small town Halloween show and then like a year later was my second and my third performance (laughs) that I ended up doing really really well in obviously I had a lot of time to prepare and all of that and I had amazing guidance from my mentors but that was just like talk about starting on a high that was a pretty big high anyway so then (laughs) oh boy yeah so the next time I performed was the same challenge again the next year (laughs) which was insane so oh no I did work at Prohibition before then okay yeah so after August 2020 I auditioned to perform at Prohibition which is one of the few places to perform burlesque in Utah it's bar that's like 20s speakeasy themed and it's glamorous and fantastic and the atmosphere is so fun and I fucking love everybody there um just big humongous shout out to prohibition for being amazing and so integral in my whole growing into my burlesque career um so I auditioned for them with the act and the red dress that I got my perfect score in and they loved it which was super super cool so I started performing there and then by the time the competition came around again they were doing it back in the same place so back in Utah again so I was really lucky that I again didn't have to travel for it and I placed first runner-up and golden smile And then in the variety challenge, I got a second place trophy. (laughs) So I did really super amazing again. And it was just ah, the best. And I should probably go into like more details about how cool these competitions were. But yeah, just amazing. And so such a nice excuse to make and perfect an act. Like these competitions forced me to really get a high quality act like an act that looks really nice you have to choreograph you have to make sure it's super sparkly and you know entertains the audience and it was just absolutely wondrous wonderful especially in my costuming because I had to make costumes that were trying to compete with like these already professionals you know, so yeah, my whole mantra of like fake it till you make it is is active every day <laughs> in every aspect of my life. It's just uh I'm way over my head, but do it anyway. And most of the time it, it works out pretty good. <sighs> so that was amazing. Performing at Prohibition absolutely was the best not only did I learn who my burlesque persona was like became way more comfortable with performing and being cherry xo 
as well as learning to improv because we had so many different shows. I couldn't have the same acts just over and over and over every month. So I had to come up with new acts, new songs, which obviously meant I, you know, got to buy more costumes and things. But it got me way more experience where I could easily see like, ooh, this works really, really well in like this close setting where you get more one-on-one interactions with the guests because they're trying to throw money at you. Ooh, this move right here, like perform that in front of the guy who's got a huge stack on his table because he'll probably be trying to make it rain on your ass. And then what didn't work? Like, oh, I did one. (laughs) I did one utter failure and it's so funny to think about now. So I tried to do comedy. (laughs) And although I think I'm a funny person, I'm just not that comedic I don't know I tried doing a sexy Santa Claus but the song was was all wrong and I tried to make it like a Santa Claus wizard and I like had a fake beard and and a magic wand and a Santa yeah yeah it just it got weird I had my boss after I did it come up to me being like so do you have a different act you could do for the next show? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. But it's okay. You gotta you gotta be okay with failing so that I have the courage and bravery to try stuff because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and it's hilarious and it's fine. We learn. We learned a lot. Let's see. Another awesome thing was just getting to see more shows. Like I was at Prohibition, even if I wasn't performing, just because I wanted to see all the shows, all the performers every night. Like I had the money. I was coming and drinking some cheap champagne and just watching the shows because I love them so much. So yeah, performing at Prohibition was huge, huge, huge. Let's see. We could go over... The performing obstacles in Utah, the blue laws and all of that. But I'm thinking I'm going to save that for another episode because I have some experts that could really just get into it. So I think I want to save all of the blue law questions for that because I could say it and I might say something slightly wrong and I don't want to give out bad information. Okay, so then... Performing at Prohibition, everything is fantastic and wonderful. And I visit London in the summer of this year, of 2022. And I just completely fell in love with the city. I love it. I, oh my gosh. Something about the vibe, I can't like put a word on it. It was so good. And... The burlesque scene here is incredible, absolutely wonderful. I just took myself out to these burlesque shows the week that I was here. I went to, let's see, London Cabaret Club, Gin House Burlesque. One of my best nights ever was Gin House Burlesque. Um, I went to Proud Cabaret. Oh, there's so many. Every single one of them just like blew me away. 
And I was like, yeah, this, this is what I need to do. I need to do this. This is, this is what I want. And then I even got to see the crazy horse girls in Paris. I can't even. Crazy horse girls. Wow. I have my reaction video of like seeing them and just. I can't. I don't have words. Anyway. (laughs) I was. I just knew. I just knew. I knew that I needed to do this. And I love it. And it's crazy. But my whole entire journey in burlesque has been absolutely crazy. So why not? Why not just add more crazy to it? So yeah. Anyway, that's what we're doing. That's what sparked the move to London. Just, I I can't explain it. It's just a feeling. And it was a very powerful feeling. And I just knew I needed to go. And so I bought a one-way ticket and went. (sighs) We'll get into why I moved in the process of moving probably in another one. Because it's not quite as glitz and glammy as burlesque. But hopefully what's next. So what's next for me um, as far as burlesque goes. Hopefully I can start kittening around London. I'm hoping I've actually got, I've got a lesson tonight with Eliza Delight, which big fan. Obviously I've been following her for ages and ages and she's just magnificent and totally wonderful. And I need to probably calm down a little bit before I meet her for like her lesson because I'll probably just fangirl super hard. So I got to calm down, but I am going to meet her. She's teaching a burlesque class tonight and I bought, I bought the class. So I'm going to go do some burlesque tonight and hopefully not make an absolute fool of myself. And then I've got another lesson tomorrow with the house of burlesque here. So I'm really excited to meet everyone over. I think it's called the, the, the pineapple lounge. I think they're all over the pineapple lounge. <sighs> so excited. So, yeah, getting into it. I'm going to be obviously updating my website so that I can send it and like those videos that I've got to some of the clubs here because hopefully I'm crossing all of my fingers and toes. They like me and could possibly offer me a spot or even just to be a kitten or like a cocktail waitress. I don't care. I just want to be around burlesque. All the time. Always. Just feathers in my hair. Like glitter in the toilet. Just all of it. <sighs> I love it. Okay. Anyway, that's kind of my little background in burlesque. Obviously, I could probably go into more stuff. Which I'm sure I will in upcoming episodes. When I just have amazing conversations with other people. But that's kind of like the basics. Kind of like what got me into it just basically crazy just 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 basically me being crazy and really really fucking passionate about burlesque yeah hey you t-
did it. You just listened to my podcast and I am giving you a really big air hug and kiss right now. Thank you so, so much. I'm really, truly grateful. And here are all those plugs and official things that you have to say at the end of a podcast. So here goes. If you want to find me on any of the socials, Instagram is at cherry underscore XO underscore official. Same with TikTok. Same with Reddit. Twitter is just cherry XO official with nothing in between. The Facebook page is cherry XO. Snapchat is ma cherie XO or cherry XO official. Venmo, if you feel like sending me a little tip, is cherry dash XO. Cash app is Cherry XO official. PayPal is Cherry XO official. Buy Me Coffee is Cherry XO official. And my website is cherryxo.com. Basically, sticking with the theme there. So it's Cherry XO. <laughs> if you do want to get in contact with me about the podcast, you can reach out on Instagram at cherry.chats or you can send me an email to cherrychatspodcast at gmail.com. And I would really really love to hear from you. If you want to leave me a five-star review with a bunch of hearts in the title, it would really be wonderful because a little praise just strokes my ego and I get a kink out. I mean a kick out of it. (laughs) But also because this show doesn't exist until you tell the internet that it does. So tell everyone and I will see you next time, darlings.